Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of What It Takes to Be a Woman. My name is Madison, and on this podcast, we talk about sex, relationships, women's health, and so much more. And today, we are really going to hit that women's health marker. And I have a special guest joining me today. You can go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Carly Alden. Um, I am Madison's friend, and I'm here to talk about women's health. Woohoo! <laughs> talk about women's health. Um, neither of us are experts, so please don't. <laughs> I think you're probably more of an expert than I am, or maybe we're at the, like, the same level of expertise. Um, yes, we're going to be talking about women's health today, um, yeast infections, UTIs, gynecologists, all that good stuff. Um, if Or for my gentlemen listeners, you know, you can listen in. You, can, you will always, you know, you should learn something new every day, and this might teach you something. Um, we're still amidst um, a pandemic, which is kind of poopy. Um, I hope you guys are staying safe. Wash your hands. Um, please, if you're going to wear a mask in public, please, please, please wear it right. Um, make sure that the nose is pinched down around your cheeks and that you are not touching the mask with your hands. And for the people who are wearing gloves and um, wearing them into your car, wearing PPE into your car, that is stupid. So please just take it off and throw it away. Um, another thing, um, don't litter. Yeah. Yes. Do not litter. That is such an issue. Throw it in the goddamn trash can. Jeez. I didn't think that was so hard. Have oh, you seen you like, in your car, if you're using that many of them, or if you have a bunch of disinfectant wipes or things of that nature, just keep a little baggie in your car. Yeah. It's not that hard. Like we're already beautifying the earth by having to stay inside and like letting it heal itself. We don't need to be trashing it either. I know. Isn't that crazy how much the earth has healed itself? Like just through this small, like short amount of time. Yeah. It's that the ozone layer is like the best it's been in years. Yeah. Um, the weather patterns are changing. More wildlife is coming out. Like it's, I mean, it's good. It's definitely something the earth needed to heal. Um, Carly, can I ask you a question? If the human population were to die out, don't you think that like that'd be good? That'd be good for the earth. We have to change something. Like when we go back to society, something has to change. You know, big time. That like people will realize that you know going out to eat is not as vital as it used to be, and that like we should be spending more time with like close family and friends yeah and like just i think that the restaurant industry is really gonna decline after this as well no kidding yeah especially since you know we're gonna get in the habit i i think that wasn't i think governor what's her name what when yeah whitmer sorry i haven't lived here for a long time um i think she said she wanted to extend it to 70 days like 70 more days of this um so it would be like um right around memorial day or even later yeah and i know that pe- um oh my gosh the people like uh under her th- <laughs> i don't know politics um were saying that they only wanted it to be 23 days but she can make the executive order for michigan to make it 70 you know like if she felt that it was necessary so yeah but the litter what is else? really bad well what else what is the nation doing right now? Are there other states that are going to be locked in till June or are we going to be the first one? I don't know. Cause I know that we weren't the first state to go on a quarantine. I think that might've been California, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but yes. Um, and then we followed Ohio. Yeah. I know that too. 
I'm sure that um, other states are going to um, also be put on it, like the high high number states, you know, and we're one of the highest number states right now. Um, right. Along with, you know, like I New York and California. Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like I was saying, they're going to, they have like such an enormous amount of patients that they're shoving them our direction, um, which is okay. You know, they are running out of resources and they need a place to go. So I understand why they're moving them to hospitals, but, um, Yes, but the litter is really bad. Like around my apartment, I'll like walk outside and there's just like litter everywhere. Every time I go to the grocery store, there's masks and gloves on the ground and it's kind of disgusting. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's to yeah, take just... care. <sighs> yeah. And then I um, am in this like medical page and we were talking about um, people wearing masks and gloves in pu- uh, public and this girl said that she, I think this was in my group. I'm sorry if one of my friends told me, but this girl said she saw a woman in the bathroom come out of the bathroom stall wearing gloves and washed her hands with the gloves on. Yeah, I don't really think people understand um, that that won't help. <laughs> a glove is just an extra layer of skin. If you wash it, it's not going it, to, you're still going to have germs on there. That just like, seems like common not- sense, like take it off and get a new pair. You know what I mean? Like... Oh right. my gosh, it's just yeah. so dumb. But, but like I've seen so many people too just wear the masks over their mouths. Yep. And not over their noses. And like if you want to do that, that's great. But like what's gonna save you most in all of this is washing your hands, staying home, and disinfecting everything. Yeah. And those masks, I mean, um, any mask is better than no mask, but the paper mask and the cloth masks are too porous. Um for the coronavirus. So you'd be saving yourself from other things and, you know, but you still have uh, the potential of getting the coronavirus by wearing those masks outside. And I was watching the news. um, Sorry, I had to burp. I was watching the news and they were saying like the governor was telling people they needed to wear masks outside. And if you are having the symptoms, um, yes, protect, you know, other people from you and wear a mask. But for people to go out and wear them, you know, out of fear of getting it, it's, um, you know, they're too porous. So (sighs) yes, but it's crazy. And then people are saying, you know, well, it's okay if people are wearing masks out and the N95 masks, which are the bigger, you know, bulkier ones, they're like, if it makes them feel better. And it's like, that's kind of irrelevant because, um, these N95 masks specifically are the only ones are not the only, but they protect us the best, you know, with our available resources from the virus in hospitals. Um, and I was talking to my sister-in-law because people have been buying them out, um, since this virus has started. And she's like, well, why don't companies just save them for hospital workers? And, um, because it's all about money, you know, (laughs) and, um, carrying down the the street. Yeah. She's going to spend more money on a mask than a hospital, unfortunately. So, yeah. Well, especially because you guys are buying them in bulk, and if they sell them individually or in like smaller packs, they're gonna make more money. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, just be mindful of your purchases with masks and things like that. Like, um, and you're staying at home most of the time. So, do you need a box of fifty masks? You know, no. If you have them, like I had a box from before all this started of masks. Um, that I just had. I kept them in my car. Um. And I can use that if I go, you know, to see my grandma or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? 
I can use those. So I understand if you have them before, but please be mindful of, you know, purchasing those kinds of things online and in stores if you can find them there. Because, yeah, but. You need them. Yeah, but that's all I have to say on the matter. Is there anything else you'd like to say about Corona? Uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, we're all in this together. These are very unusual times we're living in. Yes, so. it's very strange. Yeah, but. Alrighty, well, we will get yeah. right into the episode. Let's talk about some bahoochies. So now we're going to jump into um, a question that I have gotten a few times on when you should start seeing a gynecologist and if you should have one on hand. Um Carly and I were talking and I, um, you know, the first time I saw a gynecologist was when I was 18, uh, when I got diagnosed with vaginismus. Um, when you turn, I think it's 21, you're supposed to start seeing one to get a pap smear. And I think also a mammogram every year uh, to make sure you're all good. Um, but you did bring up the good point of birth control, um, which, you know, you can get a younger age. So did you, I'm sorry, you can continue talking about that. Um, okay, so I'm actually, I just Googled this. It says, a girl's guide to visiting her gynecologist for the first time. So honestly, it says on here that you should start, like, if you have a problem like you did, mm-hmm. or if you become sexually active. So oh. If before, so if you're before the age of 18 and you're sexually active, it honestly says that you can go when you're as young as 13. Wow. I'm yeah, surprised. So- I am too, but a lot of times that is when women start getting their period. Yeah. So, like, maybe there are complications, blood clots. Like, what we were talking about earlier is, you know, when I was in high school, I wasn't sexually active. This was 16 years ago, but, like, I was on a birth control because my periods were so bad. Like, birth control is not just for controlling pregnancy. It's Oh, my goodness, you absolutely. your hormones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I've talked about on here before is – um. I have been um, on my birth control for a year now, and I haven't had my period since last April. So, like, I'm feeling. And so, it's really nice. And yes, it's for, you know, not having a baby in you, but also there's so many other reasons why people take it, you know? Um, Yeah, I think one thing that is a little controversial about that or can be is that parents do not let their kids go to see a gynecologist because they are, I don't want to say control, I guess, yeah, controlling of their sex life and too much in that business. You know what I mean? I think like every parent is just concerned that their child is going to get pregnant at too young of an age Yeah, where they will, the child will not be able to take care of the baby. And I understand that, but like, we're in 2020 now. Mm-hmm. Like, if your kid comes to you and they're 13 and says, I want to go to the gyno because I might be sexually active in the next year or two, like, mm-hmm. you should probably listen to them instead. And, like, a lot of this is preventative. It doesn't mean Absolutely. that they're having sex right now, but, like, a lot of times it, it helps. Like, I found out that my body has a really hard time producing um, – progesterone yes one that's not estrogen yeah and so i had to be on a progesterone pill instead of estrogen Mm -hmm. i was on one of those for a while too yeah everyone's body is different Mm -hmm. everything that like you're gonna gain weight from it or lose weight everyone is different yeah and i think it's better to 
if your child is open about, you know, hey, I do want to see a gynecologist, listen and let them because it's better that they are safe and that their body is getting taken care of and looked at, you know, and like um, you don't want or most parents don't necessarily want their kid to be pregnant that young. And it's, you know, okay if you were a young mom, but um, that is a preventative option, you know, is going to see and get birth control and stuff like that. It's just, like, so so stigmatized here. Like, sex in general is, like, you know, it was so ingrained in us. Like, just between a husband and wife. And, like, because we are such a Christian area, <laughs> I should say, that it is, like, hard. Because you don't want to ask those questions because it is awkward because we are taught not to have sex. I know. And it's um, – I was talking – I think my physical therapist was on a couple – weeks ago and she taught me everything I know about my vagina and I am very very grateful for her and she um and it's because I was raised in a um LDS home and um that wasn't something that we really talked about at all um and when we talked about it it was like you said premarital sex is not good or allowed you know what I mean so um it was something that wasn't talked about I think that if you educate your kids at a young age she said that she got her I can't remember how old her kid was, but she got her a book. It was like um, a children's book about the anatomy of a woman. And I think that that's awesome because she is going to be educated in the future about her body, you know, and understand it. And um, I had talked about it before on my podcast. I did a whole episode about my vagina for my lucky listeners out there. And I talked about how um, guilty I felt after, like the first time I had sex because I was scared I was going to go to hell. And I don't think anyone should feel that way. And like you said, if it wasn't so stigmatized um, by our culture right now, it you know I probably wouldn't have felt that way. And if I, you know, had grown up believing that um, it wasn't immoral, you know, to have sex before marriage, then I wouldn't have felt that way. So, yes, I agree with that completely. Yeah. Um, but yes, if you are having any vaginal issues, I do recommend wholeheartedly go see a gynecologist. Um, even if you think it might be small, if you are like, oh, I think I might smell bad down there, you know, go get it checked out. It doesn't hurt. Um, gynecologists are my favorite kind of doctors because they're always the nicest. <laughs> um, yeah. But they're, yeah, they're great. I've, I've gone the Planned Parenthood route and I've had like a gynecologist that I saw like once a year and honestly like I really enjoyed the services at Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? I've never been to a Planned Parenthood or anything like that so. So the one specifically in Grand Rapids Mm -hmm. um, is income based. So when I was not making a lot of money like you know 10 years ago or whatever um, I was making minimum wage at like a Toys R Us they would go my pay stubs and give me my birth control every month for what I could afford. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times it was $5 or, you know, less because they knew that I needed it. But one of the things is you would have to go every month to pick it up or every three months to pick it up. Yeah. There's, there's also an option that you, they can send it to your pharmacy for you if you have insurance. But one of these, I would say that like they made me the most comfortable. I learned probably the most about like my body from the women there mm-hmm. and they were very like open and understanding like the gynecologist I had before was like you know an elderly man <laughs> so this was like more on my level of, 
right of women that were like able to help me empower me like there was I felt like so good coming out of that appointment like I will never forget that like I learned so much that I had not known about my body and I was like 25 years old yeah and like that to me like everyone should be available have these services available to them like they every time you got birth control they threw in a handful of condoms like you know it's just literature about like what you should do if like you know you miss a pill or if you need the morning after pill yeah and like that in itself like the resources I just could not say enough how great they are and like a lot of the misconception too is they oh they only do abortions well honestly the one in Grand Rapids doesn't do abortions at all Yeah. And I think there is so much um, misinformation around Planned Parenthood. Um, So like Carly was saying, you know, if you're struggling, they do do it income based. So, you know, give it a shot. And um, yeah, and honestly, they got me in faster than my like regular gynecologist. Yeah. Gynecologists are really hard to schedule out. Um, Yes. I know that like the gynecologist that I used to see when I lived in Kalamazoo, um, she was very, very, very popular in the area and they would schedule her four months out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, also I did want to mention, um, there's this handy thing. Um, it's called the pill club. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I've seen a couple ads for it. Um, I love the pill club. Um, I used to use it when I was on the pill. Um, and they send you like a little package every month with your birth control. Um, your gynecologist can send the prescription straight to them and they send it out to you. And the package comes with stickers and um chocolate and tea and other things like that and condoms it is really awesome and (laughs) I loved getting that I know I always am tempted I'm like oh I could go back on the pill (laughs) my my pill club thing but um if you're interested in that I know that um I'll I'll tag them in an Instagram post and so you guys can see that if you're interested but yeah there are a lot of resources out there um and I know that like I have gone to the gynecologist for very small issues and they take everything very seriously there. I don't know if you've had the same experience, but I know that, um, I can't remember what was going on. It was something that seemed very minute and I went into the gynecologist and they scheduled an ultrasound for me and were able to like, they, um, checked all their boxes to make sure that nothing was wrong. You know, they're very, uh, thorough it seems. And, um, I don't know. I really appreciate that. And so, yes, if you're having issues or you're sexually active, yes, get a gynecologist, um, you know, if you're able to or go to Planned Parenthood if you are having concerns about, you know. Anything. Yeah. Anything, really. Yeah. So um, what was I going to talk about next? Oh, um, let's talk about some things that can happen down there. and what they look like and what to do if you get them. I guess that's a good thing to say. I get a lot of questions. We can start with vaginal discharge because I get so many questions about this. Um, is it normal? Is it okay? What do I do if it's like this color? Um, I have, Carly, I have a lot of people who send me pictures of their discharge to ask me about it. Um, so, Yes. Um, discharge is absolutely normal for a woman's body. Um, if it looks unusual than normal. And I think one thing that women also have to understand, have you heard of the app clue? 
the app? Yeah, it's a period tracking app. Oh, no, but that's a good idea. Yeah, so there's this period tracking app called Clue, and I used it for a really long time and it tracks not only your period but your ovulation your pms cycles um which was really helpful because during certain times of the month um you are going to ovulate more than other times um but if your uh discharge is looking abnormal then it usually is from month to month uh go get it checked out um but it is absolutely normal i think that's a big stigma too is like discharge isn't and I think like a lot of people like don't talk about this too is like a lot of times it can stain your underwear yes um yeah and so like people think like their underwear is just like dirty or old but it could have just been like a particular day when you're just got off your period and have like some discharge yeah (laughs) because I think is that because of like ph balance do you know I can Google it really quickly. Okay. <laughs> I think it might be because I've seen it, like, bleach. Sorry. Yeah. I yeah. used to have, like, really dark blue underwear, and it bleached to, like, pink. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Like, I think this is crazy. it must have something to do with pH, though. That's the only thing I can think of that would cause that, or if there's some sort of, like, acidity in discharge that causes that. That's what I'm looking at right sure. now. Oh, so you're the you have vaginosis? Vaginismus. Vaginismus. So it's not this thing. <laughs> it is very acidic, it said. The okay. vagina naturally has an, an acidic environment with a low pH, and it's from Dr. Kim Sontag. Aha, there you go. That's why that happens. And it is normal. It happens to everybody. And like you were saying, nobody talks about it, you know, and that's why, um, I don't know. I think that people should just be more open about all things that have to do with our bodies. You know, like, why aren't we more open about things that all of us have to deal with? Um, yeah, for sure. And like the fact that people like lie to their doctors too, like doctors are just there to help you. Like yeah. I know I understand like walking into an appointment being scared that mm-hmm. something could be wrong with you. Yeah. But like at this point, like in this day and age with this virus, with everything, it's just safer to be checked out. Absolutely. And honestly, there is really nothing to be afraid of. And I will tell you that if you think what you're what you're going in for is strange or weird or abnormal, they've probably seen a lot worse, you know, and things like that. And I know that I've heard a lot of gynecologists say that lots of women come in saying that they think they have an infection because they smell bad when they smell absolutely normal. And there is just a smell down there and it's natural and all of us have it, you know, and it's just something that I think makes like every woman self-conscious, you know, and Keep it clean, use soap, rinse it well, wear cotton undies, you're going to be okay, ladies. Clean your cootie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, can we talk about UTIs for a moment? Yes. Um, I have never had a UTI, but I've been afraid that I've had them on more than one occasion. One was really bad where I thought I had a UTI and I just had to poop. And that was the most embarrassing thing because I went to the ER for it because it got really bad. And it was where I used to work. So they all knew me. And so it was bad. Anyway, um, UTIs, uh, urinary tract infection. 
Um, so it's, a lot of people think, like I said just a couple minutes ago, a lot of people think that something's really wrong, that they have an STD or that, you know, something is really wrong. But yeah. A lot of times with UTIs, it's just, um, you know, it's the same thing. Like maybe you forgot to pee after you had sex mm-hmm. or maybe honestly, a lot of times soap yeah. can get in there and mm-hmm. help with that infection too. Like, like we just read from Dr. Kim here, um, <laughs> very acidic. So mm-hmm. like, you just got to make sure you keep it clean. Um, cranberry juice helps. If you feel really bad, go call someone, call your primary care physician, yeah. call a nurse, if you, you know, anyone. And, and I know that like, yeah, an urgent care, um, when I thought I had one and it wasn't, so this was uh, that's okay. Anyway, but they prescribed me, um, I think it was an antibiotic for it. So, um, and it, I think that it was, it was really cheap too. like urgent care. I appreciate them, but yeah, if you, if it gets bad and you're really worried, I would say just first go to urgent care cause it's a lot cheaper than the ER, but yeah, call your doctor or a nurse or something like that. Um, or like, even if you do like have someone that, you know, that's a nurse, and they say, oh, I think it's a UTI. There is stuff over the counter as well. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. You, I forget. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't want to go see your doctor and spend that extra money or the urgent care, but, like, if you think that it's not a UTI, I would definitely call your doctor. Yeah. And um, just a warning, if you are taking medication that's over-the-counter prescription, it will probably make your pee a little funny colored. So just um, – it freaked me out because I didn't know <laughs> – peeing and it was like red and I'm like what is this but that's normal um for it to be like orange <laughs> or red um if you are um taking some sort of medication to fight off a UTI um yes and pee after sex um that is so important um to clean out any bacteria that could be in there um people don't it said to, like you should do it two to five minutes after you have sex pee um yeah, that's very important. Um, okay, on to the next. <laughs> Let's talk about yeast infections, please. Same, well, also same thing. You can treat those over the counter too. Yeah. Um, that is going to be a lot more unpleasant for you than a UCI because there will be a lot of discharge <laughs> probably. And just so you guys but, know what a yeast infection looks like, it's going to be like cottage cheese down there. Um and it's going to smell really funky as well. Um, make sure you get it treated because um, I met somebody who hadn't gotten it treated for a long time. And the discharge was coming out just chunkier and chunkier. Um, oh. Yeah. So make sure that you – if you ha- you know think that you have a yeast infection, again, it looks like cottage cheese. You're going to smell a lot different down there than normal. Um uh, yeah, make sure you get it treated and do not have sex while you have a yeast infection. Please. Jeez. Also, sure. yeah, don't put like gross things near or around or inside of you. <laughs> I heard yeah. so many people who put like they use like um oh my gosh. I saw this thing that said like to put sour candy down there if you're going to eat a girl what? out. No, don't, don't do, do that. that. <laughs> okay? If the if it has any sort of food, don't put it down there because that's just 
gross. Also, um, fun story that I heard on another podcast, this girl used mayonnaise as lube. No. She went to the ER because she had maggots. Oh no! <laughs> That's so bad. Um, so don't, don't do that. Don't use mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, don't use mayonnaise as lube. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. Um, I'm kind of gonna backtrack because I thought of this and I forgot. Um, so I just wanted to kind of give a rundown on what to expect when you're gonna get like an exam at a gynecologist. Have you, um, have you had an exam? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so what are some of like the things that you should expect good and bad going into that? Well, it's awkward. It's going to oh, be awkward no oh, matter yeah. what. You're basically having a stranger, man or woman, look at your intricate bits. <laughs> yeah. And, so, like, you can request, like, as a woman, you can request having a woman present with you mm-hmm. as well. Um, if you don't feel comfortable with the person that's giving you an, an exam. Um, so that's, like, really nice, too. They try and do everything to make it comfortable, but it's no matter what, it's going to be awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, you're putting, you get in there, you strip down, you put your legs up in some struts, you scoot your butt all the <laughs> way forward, and they have a front row view. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I. Um, it's a, oh, sorry. It's a ahead. little uncomfortable, I would say. Like there is, um, I don't know the scientific term to open it up. Oh <laughs> my gosh, I should know. I think you said it earlier. Oh, a speculum. Yeah. So they're gonna put the speculum in, and then they. It kind of looks um, like um like a duck beak, <laughs> like oh a pelican, God, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> like. Yes. And what else was I going to say? Oh, they, it, there's one test, and I think it's an STD test, mm-hmm. where they, like, um, take, like, a little bit of a sample of, I think, your cervix. And that hurts a little bit, but it's just literally one second. Yeah. And that's it. And the pain isn't, like, tremendous where you're going to be, like, screaming in pain or anything. It's really, like... A shot. Yeah. A shot. Um... And one thing about the speculums, um, I know that the gyneco- the gynecologist's office that um, I went to and the one that I go to now, they have different size options for speculums. Um, for example, because I have vaginismus, I cannot use the big old one that normal women can. So um, if you are hesitant about that, you can request a smaller size speculum. Um, either way, they're going to be opening you up, but just to make you feel a little more comfortable. Um, yes. And you can request, I know that a lot of women like to see male doctor or male gynecologist over women and vice versa. So you can request to see a male or a female doctor, you know, it's your body. It's your choice on that, you know, on what goes on, um, there in the doctor's office. I can't with words today. I'm too tired. Um, but yeah, it is really um, strange and uncomfortable. Uh, obviously, if you get it done once a year or more often, I was having a speculum exam done every three months for, I think, for about six or nine months. I was getting them done every three months. So I'm just chilling now. Like, I just take my pants off. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> 
There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing I want to talk about that people have asked me about, I've talked about it on my podcast, but I don't think I went into a lot of detail on it. Um, have you ever had a transvaginal ultrasound? Is that where they like put the whole thing inside of you? Yes. Yeah. It's like a stick. Yes. I have had one. (laughs) Do you want to kind of like walk through that? And, um, cause I have had a few strange experiences with that. You've had strange experiences with that? Yeah. Oh, that, um, I that wasn't, like, too bad. I just remember it being, like, vague and uncomfortable. But, like, they can see, like, everything in there. It's and really I, weird to see, really- yeah, like, the computer of the inside of your vagina. It's really weird to see that. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. But it's, like, definitely cool technology. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I don't know. I don't know if this is universal, but the ones that I've had done, um, the tool that they put inside of you is not um, very thick, but it is very long. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's what, it's a pencil dick. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's one thing. Yeah. Um, I got a transvaginal ultrasound done almost immediately after I was discharged from um, my physical therapy. Um, and she had a student in the room, which I'm always fine with. Like, I'm always okay with that, especially with my condition. They always had a student in the room listening into what was going on or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, anyway, so she had a student in there and she's like, do you mind if the student does the ultrasound as well? Like if she takes some pictures, I'm like, yeah, go for it. And the student, the, we had already explained my vaginismus because, vaginismus isn't something that goes away ever. I will always have it and always have to work with my body to um, make sure that I can continuously have sex. Um, And um, anyway, she like was shoving it around in the most uncomfortable way. And then when she took it out, she took it out at like a 90 degree angle and it hurt so bad. Like it was pushing on my, like, um, oh my gosh, what is it? One, two, three. Six o'clock. It was pushing on six o'clock and it hurts so bad. Um, so if you do have issues, I probably recommend not having a student do an ultrasound on you transvaginally um, or see how long they've been doing it because that was not right. Because I know like your, yeah, your vagina is at like an angle, but it's not a 90 degree and she was really pulling, you know, up. So it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, I have something that I wanted to talk about a little bit. This can be our last topic. I'm sorry. I've kept you on for a long time, but I, you have a lot of good stuff to say. Um, can we talk about like menstrual cups and other forms of feminine, fe- what are they called? Feminine products. Hygiene <laughs> products. Um, have never tried the cup, but I'm very interested in trying it. But it like weirded me out. Like maybe one of your listeners can like clue us in on this because like wouldn't you get bloody like taking it out? Won't your fingers get bloody like taking it out and putting it back in? Or is it like cleaner because it's like cutting it off at the source? And like I don't know. I prefer tampons because you just either throw it in the trash or flush it and go. Yeah. Um, and then I feel clean. But like and then the pads, of course as backup but I would love to try a cup I know a lot of women that really like it 
Like every woman I know who's tried it lives and swears by the menstrual cup. And I, I'm totally for that. Like I'm totally for like less waste and cleaner products inside your body. Cause a lot of times you don't know what's in tampons and if it's yeah. organic and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, like I'm totally for it. I would love to try it sometime, but I'm like, I guess I'm just scared. I'm a little nervous, but like you said, everyone that has had it like loves it. Yeah. And I mean, I know that like they are making, I don't know if they've been around for a long time, but I've seen them now with the like um, tab to pull it out. But most right. of the ones I've seen, you have to like scoop it out. And that's where I, I have the same question as you. Like, isn't it like gross down there? You know, like when you're fishing that thing out. Yeah, it's just like it's weird to me. It's yeah. like it makes perfect sense and it's like a great idea. Like one of my friends is a scuba diving instructor and she oh. swears. To yeah, so I thought that was a pretty winning endorsement. But like if you went to take it out, wouldn't the whole the Red Sea would just come with it, right? <laughs> I don't. And then like, yeah, you have to put it back in when you get bloody. I'm gonna have to like watch um like a video like an anatomy video on how those things work i haven't done enough research but people ask me about it all the time i'm like i don't know and I, again i don't have my i don't get my period anymore knock on wood i'm probably gonna start it just because i've been talking about it but um so i don't have any reason to try it right now but i am so interested like you were saying you know like yeah so if any of your listeners have any insight on that we would like to know yeah let me know okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway well that's all i have for us to talk about is there anything else that you want to share or no thanks for having me on the show thank you for coming on i really appreciate it um yeah, girl yes. anytime um carly is pretty awesome um <laughs> yes you can find me on instagram at what it takes to be a woman no caps no spaces or underscores or anything like that um or you can follow me at kinda.dopey um, DM me with any questions you have regarding anything, I guess. Um, and I'll be sure to talk about it and answer questions on the show. Um, yes. Well, thank you for coming on, Carly. I really appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. And I will talk to you soon, girl. All right. Bye. Bye. I don't know how to end it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, yes, I really appreciate Carly coming on. Um, but until next week, uh, stay dopey, guys.